This is TCE, Theology and Current Events, number 45, Dating Advice to Young Catholics. Hello, my name is Father David Nix. This is the Padre Peregrino podcast. Please subscribe if you like my material. Now we jump into my dating advice to young Catholics. If you want to marry someone, you need to have more than just the checklist covered on orthodoxy and wanting a bunch of Catholic kids. You actually need to be in love, at least somewhat, with a person of the opposite sex, and they should be somewhat in love with you. You only got one shot at this, and you really don't want an annulment. So go slowly and deliberately in courting. Marry someone you love, but don't look for someone who's perfect, because perfect people don't exist. Yes, that checklist should exist as far as being a good Catholic, but there has to be some chemistry with the other person. So don't settle for a loser because it's better to be an old maid or an old bachelor than to marry the wrong person. You should only attempt to court another Catholic who is equally yoked theologically. If you don't think that your future spouse is already on his or her way to heaven without you, do you think that that person is going to get your kids to heaven? Of course not. This whole flirt to convert thing rarely works out for a happy marriage. There are a few exceptions, but they are rare. On the other hand, if you're a perfectionist, keep in mind I had an Australian priest friend who used to say to young women, stop looking for Saint Joseph because you're not the Blessed Virgin Mary. If you don't want to court someone, simply tell them the following. I don't want to pursue a romantic relationship with you. Or if you must put it in the passive voice, just say, I don't think it's a good idea for us to be dating. Do not blame it on your spiritual director and say, my spiritual director doesn't think I should date you. Do not blame your decision on God and say, I prayed about it and God told me in adoration you're not the right one. Why not? Because to put your own personal decision to not be with someone on your spiritual director's shoulders is probably dishonest. Of course, if it is, if it is honest, then you have bigger problems your spiritual director is now fulfilling the role of a guru babysitter in your life. And that's one reason why I frequently say to people these days, you just need a good confessor, not a spiritual director. However, if you really think you need a spiritual director, find someone who will give you the tools to make mature adult decisions in your life, especially if you're listening to this and you're in your 20s. Not someone who's going to be your creepy cult leader demanding obedience like you're a 17th century Carmelite nun. Yeah, those were greater days, those were happier days of great obedience, but that only worked for religious people before this wicked age that sadly has priestly grooming of young people, both men and women. Also, to blame your decision not to be with someone on God, you know the old Steubenville sophomore, I prayed about it and God's telling me you're not the right one. It might sound charitable, but it's wrong both theologically and morally. It's wrong theologically because God doesn't reject people in adoration just because you have feelings for a different person than that person. It's wrong morally because it can do a lot of damage to someone's psyche for them to believe God has rejected them in your own personal time in prayer. I mean, how do you argue back with someone who claims to have that bat phone directly to heaven in your life too? The fact is that it's fine to reject someone from a romantic approach to your life, just own it honestly without blaming it on locutions or private revelations or novenas or saints whispering in your ear. Again, if you don't want to court or marry someone, just say, 
I don't want to pursue a relationship with you. Or again, if you must put it in the passive voice, just say to your former squeeze or would-be squeeze, I don't think it's a good idea for us to be courting. Now, a little bit different topic, chastity. Chastity before and during courting. It's actually more important than you think. Many women today, many Catholic women, are dating men who have secret internet addictions. And it's even growing in the vice versa at this point. But we'll talk about it in that first direction. These men who have these addictions, they often think that addiction will be solved when they get married. As you probably know, such addictions only get worse in marriage. So when St. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 7, 9, it is better to marry than to be burnt, or better to marry than burn, he means that marriage is a remedy for the ordinary burning in the loins, concupiscence, that came from the fall of Adam and Eve. However, the extraordinary concupiscence that comes from major addictions in the 21st century, that is not normally healed by, be, by getting married. So you can't apply 1 Corinthians 7.9 there. you got to kick your addiction before you get married. Why is this? Well, because the grace of marriage builds on nature. And a nature gravely wounded by unconquered addictions, I think you know what I'm talking about, but there's actually a lot more than you think I'm talking about, will not be healed by the grace of marriage. To put it bluntly, if someone doesn't kick his or her addictions before marriage, he or she will expect equally kinky behavior in marriage. And of course, such presumption on grace nearly guarantees an upcoming annulment when your spouse decides she will not endure such bedroom objectification. Now granted, it's not a first date question to say, do you have an internet addiction? But it might be a fifth date question. So don't be afraid to ask it charitably and then heed such red flags as demurring answers to that question. Also, non-sixth and ninth commandment addictions like substance abuse, those also need to be ended before you even think about getting engaged. Other more serious sexual aberrations and unusual perversions may be healed by the grace of Jesus Christ flowing through prayer, fasting, and the sacraments. I think you know what I mean by that but you need to have conquered them for a good five years before courting or dating anyone of the opposite sex. Again, find out before marrying someone if they've had addictions to drugs or bad internet or the sins we're talking about now or attachments to anything else, including laziness or unemployment. Again, there's no perfect person, but serious addictions need to be revealed before you think of proposing to somebody. And again, you got to be equally yoked with someone who you would trust to get your kids to heaven if you died before them. Okay, and how about when you're finally engaged? This is going to be unpopular, but you should still stay very, very chaste. I mean, not going right up to that ledge. Nobody needs a trial run to know if they are marriage material. All parts will fit, so I guarantee you don't need a test drive. In fact, St. Thomas Aquinas teaches that making out for the unmarried is a mortal sin. He writes in the second part of the second part, question 154 of the Summa, When these kisses and caresses are done for this delectation or enjoyment, it follows that they are mortal sins, and only in this way are they said to be lustful. And now we'll wrap this up. In summary, court only someone you think you could marry. Make sure that person is orthodox, but also make sure it's someone you enjoy emotionally and would want to procreate with one day. It's good if you're in love, but then also realize there are no perfect spouses. Move on in honesty if you don't want to court someone. Just tell them you don't see a future with them. It's better for you to break their heart than to tell them God has rejected them. And I cannot stress enough, again, finding someone equally yoked. 
the flirt to convert thing rarely works. Finally, if you don't want a future full of annulments, aka Catholic divorces, just remember this. You've only got one shot at this, so don't settle for someone who won't get you and your future kids to heaven. Marry a very holy Catholic, an attractive person of the opposite sex, but don't look for the perfect one because they don't exist. Please note, this podcast was based on a recent blog post I wrote called Advice to Young Courting Catholics. Courting is chaste and with a purpose to marriage, where dating is usually just random people you meet, and it's usually unchaste. So that blog title, Using Courting, is actually more accurate than this title, Dating, but yeah, it was a bit of clickbait, and also, many Catholics don't know what courting is, so I did call this podcast Dating Advice for Young Catholics. May God bless you all. Just got to trust in God.